Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Quinn David Furnace Presents the Bean Town Podcast for Saturday, July 3rd, a holiday weekend. What's happening? How are you? And what is going on? My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show, our salute to nationalism today here on the Beantown Podcast. They had it in 1930s Germany. They had it in 1970s Cambodia. And they've got it today here live from Beantown. That was, of course, the famous... Washington Post March by John Philip Sousa. My name is Quinn. Thank you for listening to my show. It's our patriotic special today. We are coming to you live from the north side of Chicago, Lincoln Park to be exact. And this is one of the better podcasts you might stumble upon this week. We are one of the top 500 podcasts here in Chicago. So, everyone, thanks for tuning in. What's going on? It has been a long time since I physically actually recorded um, this show for you all. Uh, I'm recording it live here on July 3rd. It's a Saturday about 11.45 in the morning. Been up for seven hours already. And uh, woke up this morning about 4.45, 5 o'clock, got my running togs on, did a little jog along the lake, 16 miles at 8-minute pace. It felt good to be back. And uh, if you're wondering, well, back from what? Well, obviously, we were on vacation last week, so there's, there's one thing for you. But, oh, boy, that's just scratching the surface. I am back from illness. Wowza. Let's let's get into that here. So, ooh, I'm watching uh I'm watching the Euro 2020 here in 2021 and it's uh Denmark close to the motherland, Scandinavia versus Czechia and uh Denmark uh, just went up 2-0 in the first half. Hans Christian Andersen's estate is going nuts. And that's about that's about it for the Danish references that I can make. Oh, that's not true. I was just looking this morning. I saw an ad for it on social media, and I'm really glad I did because it's a movie that I'm really excited for. Uh, it's called Another Round, and I believe it won Best Foreign Film at this last year's Oscars, which I know were kind of a total wash and everything and um, all that. But it's a Mads Mikkelsen movie. And if you've never watched any of Mads Mikkelsen's Danish films. He's a Danish actor, in case you didn't know. I've only seen one other one so far called The Hunt, which is a really fascinating I don't I don't recall if I've, you know, talked about it on the show before. I think I watched it in like January maybe or like late last year. Um, but The Hunt is really good if you get the chance to watch it. It's from maybe ten years ago. And he plays a teacher who gets accused like a like a kindergarten teacher who gets accused of um sexual assault basically and it's just a really really like gripping thrilling watch and very relevant to kind of like cancel culture and me too and all that stuff um but he has another one that came out last year called another round and i think the premise i think he plays a teacher again but it's like him and his three buddies who i think they're all teachers although i don't know and i think the premise is they decide to live their life 
at like a consistent 0.05 percent um, BAC blood alcohol content I assume is what that stands for um, and I mean it got excellent reviews I think the director got nominated for best director so um, yeah there's another Danish reference for you the Danish girl I never saw that I should um, I haven't seen much of what Eddie Redmayne does anyways uh, Denmark score they're up two to zero here about to go into the half so last time I actually talked to you I was recording on Monday which was literally, it was like June 21st or something. It's been 10 days, or 12 days, excuse me, since I last talked to you. So um, I'll, I'll give, you know, a very brief, I'll talk about it very briefly. I don't want it to be the focus of the show. And the reason for that is we wrote, I wrote an entire Beantown blog post on it yesterday, our, our most extensive one in a long time, if not our most extensive one ever. Uh, if you don't know the Beantown blog, it's just another wing of my multimedia empire. You can go to beantownpodcast.com slash blog, and it'll be the first thing that pops up. It's worth a read. It's pretty long. Um, but if you ever wanted to hear about getting food poisoning while trying to travel internationally, there you go. And uh, it, it, it was a lot, but let's let's rewind a little bit here just to talk about the vacation in general. You know, last episode was our Caribbean Island tribute. So we, Tuesday morning, Rachel and I, early at like 4 a.m., we take, uh, we take an Uber out to O'Hare. We had a, a flight. We, we decided maybe back in like April or something that, you know, we'd been kind of talking about you know taking a nice vacation this summer and we both had a lot of vacation time that needed to be used and you know we both been working our tails off the first half of this year and I haven't taken any vacation time yet and so I was like you know what let's go big let's commit to something here and uh you know Rachel and her family they're experts in the kind of Caribbean all-inclusive resort type of vacations I've never done anything close to that uh in my lifetime before. So this is a very, very new experience. And uh, so we decided, like, boom, let's do it. We booked uh, Punta Cana. Rachel had been to Punta Cana before. Uh, I obviously had never been to a Caribbean island nation. This was my first time outside of the country uh, since I was in Canada, maybe four, three years ago, something like that. I don't really recall. But Anyways, so we wake up Tuesday, we go out to the airport, uh, everything's good at the airport except this stupid term- terminal, and granted, we get there, it's like 5.45, our flight's at like 7.15 or something, and I know, you know, it, it's, okay, it's it's 5.45, 6 o'clock, whatever, the only place open in this entire terminal at O'Hare, the second, whatever it is, the second busiest airport in the world, is Burger King. That's the only coffee available in this entire place. You would think, especially, maybe I'm naive, I don't know, but you would think, especially with an international terminal, not that there's like, I, you know, I don't think that there were like flights arriving overnight or anything, you know, at, at this terminal at O'Hare, but you would think, you know, just with like it being an international terminal and people got, you know, crazy long flights and all that stuff, like, you got to have like an actual coffee shop, right? Not just Burger King. That's not true. This this terminal at O'Hare, just Burger King. 
So we got a little coffee there. Uh, I'll mention before I go any further, so don't forget, listener discretion is advised. When you're listening to the Beantown Podcast, number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but I think we're having fun today. Uh, how can you not have fun? It's a three-day weekend, folks. Um, so our flight there, actually, everything was great, uh, except Stupid Frontier. And here's the th- I'll make two points here. So it's Frontier Airlines, which is like the light version of Spirit. So you, I, I mean, I've flown them maybe once or twice before. You know what you're getting. It's like the ultimate budget. I personally despise them. I know other people who are, you know, less kind of like hate it compared to how I feel about it, but whatever. Here's my point. The, the plane is maybe 60 to 70% full. And they didn't give us seats together, even though we bought seats. Like our ticket was just one ticket with two people's names on it. So I don't understand like what frontier. And of course they put us both in the middle. They're literally, their business model is literally just like give the finger to the people who don't pony up and pay an extra $20 to choose your seats. And Here's my thing. If you got a full flight, I'm a little bit more understanding of that, although I still think it's silly because you totally can manage it. There's enough single flyers to where you can totally manage it. But I think it's just silly that you've got a 65% capacity flight and Rachel and I were not able to sit together because we didn't pay $40 for that option. So I think it's stupid. Anyways, we get down there. Everything's good. We're at the Rio Republica in Punta Cana. And it was just about, you know, 20-minute shuttle ride from the airport. Easy, quick. Check-in is good. Um, in fact, if you want, if you go to the Rio Republica, Rio, I don't know, Rio Republica page on TripAdvisor, you can see my full review. In classic Quinn fashion, it's pretty long. Three stars. It wasn't really like comedic it was kind of just like i just told it like it is um but overall the resort was was nice but it was really uh lacking in some key areas sometimes due to COVID, sometimes not but our rooms were were not great like half the outlets didn't really work and so charging not that we were using our electronics that much but it's like you know you want to charge your phone occasionally your you know your kindle your reader whatever like you you just want to be able to do that stuff with peace of mind and we always kind of had to like figure it out uh plan in advance the bathroom uh just two towels in there which i'm not like a like i'm good give me my one towel i'm fine but you know it's just nice to have more um they there was no like hand soap or anything like that which to me just seems like a pretty basic thing you would want to have in a hotel room right like soap that's good (laughs) and I wrote about this in my blog post, but this bathroom had like a kind of new age, like open concept shower where there was no door or anything. And the shower itself was fine. But between the room with, you know, the king size bed and the the bathroom, um, the, the closest part of the bathroom is the shower. And there isn't just like a regular wall. There's like a frosted pane of glass. So like a, an opaque window. Okay, whatever. It's fine. But what we realized quickly was our first night, 
you know, Rachel gets up to go to the bathroom or something. She turns the light on in the bathroom like a normal person. And that frosted pane of glass does nothing to keep that light out. And so anytime, and I, I learned very quickly just for Rachel's sake, like when I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I didn't turn the light on, which would come into play later. Um, not in a huge way, but just in like a adding to my eventual misery kind of way. But, you know, because you, you, you turn on that light in the bathroom, and even though it's a separate room in the bathroom because of this stupid pane of glass. In fact, I read one review on TripAdvisor while we were there that was like, bring a large garbage bag or something to tape up over the frosted pane of glass to keep the room dark when you're sleeping. And it's like, sounds silly, but it's actually, it like, that's what I would have wanted. Anyways, um, the room was just kind of like, not amazing, whatever. Uh, I'm not, you know, a huge stickler with that stuff. I'm not particularly picky, whatever. Um, the resort itself was was fine. You know, we did. It's an all resort, adults only option. So you just go drink as much alcohol as you want. The pools were were fine. Um, the beach was really nice. The food overall was really bad. And I hopefully you, this is our like hundred eighty second episode or something. So if you're a long time listener, hopefully you know me well enough to know that like as much as I like to have fun and joke around when when you know when it comes down to it, I'm a pretty like temperate even keeled person and so when i come out here and tell you the food is bad like that's a pretty damning indictment in my opinion and i know i'm the one giving it but that's just kind of how i feel it was just they've got you know all these different restaurants and then like the general buffet area the general buffet is what you do for lunch or for breakfast and lunch always the restaurants are are for dinner and each night i think because of covid there would only be like one restaurant open in addition to the buffet and there were some nights where it was like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, this is pretty solid. But for the most part, those those restaurants were just like, man, really bad, lacking flavor. Nothing ever felt fresh. And, uh, you know, the buffet was kind of hit or miss, too. You should have seen the pizza they had at this place. I didn't mention that in, you know, my blog post or the, or my TripAdvisor review or anything. But the pizza, I there literally, like, there wasn't any tomato sauce on it. It was just the bread and a very light amount of cheese and then whatever other fun, you know, topping they decided to put on it to be able to call it a pizza. Uh, I don't know if they don't have tomato sauce in the Dominican Republic. You would think they do, but I don't know. I I can't really make a call because I was only there for five days. So pretty much every day we had our routine, you know, wake up. uh, I would go for a workout. And I got to tell you, the gym in this place, over 100 degrees. And it was the only place, the only room in this entire resort that was like that. I don't know why they couldn't get, you know, air conditioning in there because our room was, like, very cold with AC. It worked great. But they they had, like, one or two standing fans that were only semi-useful and only if they were directly on you. It wasn't like, you know, they're fans that are controlling the temperature of the entire room or something. These are very low power, low quality fans. And so I and here here's the comparison for you. I mentioned at the outside of the show, I woke up, I ran sixteen miles along the lake, eight minute miles, I was cruising, felt good today, a lot of energy. In this whole in this resort gym, I could barely muster I think my longest run was four K. 
which is like a little over two miles, something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly how much, but that that's as much as I could go. The sweat was just like dripping is not a strong enough action word pouring. The sweat was pouring off my body. Uh, and so it was a bummer, you know, but, uh, I, you could literally only work out for a max of like 15 minutes, even with water, even with a towel, you felt like, like you, you just weren't going to make it. And so that was kind of a bummer, but we would, you know, work out in the morning and then go, uh, get dressed for the day, put on our suits, sunscreen it up. I know in a lot of, uh, you know, social media pictures I posted, I was looking extra pink. I think that was a combination of like being in the direct sunlight while the picture was taking and also just, you know, a lighting thing. Cause, and I, I think Rachel, you know, if she wants to ever chime in on this show again, she could attest to the fact that I, I did not really get super burnt. My first day I missed the very like top of my forehead, right in my hairline. And there was a little bit of peeling there, you know, throughout this week and stuff, but there was no other part of my body that was like, burnt i think i we did like a really good job of balancing our time in the sun and in the shade reapplying all that stuff i'm really um proud of ourselves frankly which sounds silly but you know it's a hassle to like reapply and monitor your sun time all this stuff we did a really good job of that um and never until the last night which we're getting to in a second here did i feel like sun zapped or dehydrated from the sun or anything like that. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, so we would go to the pool. And, uh, oh, they've got uh, on the, it's halftime of the soccer game. And I just got to make a comment of this because I just don't, it's such a little nitpicky thing, but it's so stupid. You know how, like, four years ago they had Suicide Squad with, you know, Jared Leto and, uh, Margot Robbie plays, you know, Harley Quinn, whatever. Then they had a Harley Quinn movie, I think, called Birds of Prey, which no one really knew about. It just kind of, like, came out and and happened, and that was it. And now they've got another movie coming out in the same, like, universe. It's not called Suicide Squad. It's called The Suicide Squad. Okay, so don't get it mixed up. I know they're pretty different, but it, it you might slip, okay? You got Suicide Squad, and you got The Suicide Squad. And it's like some of the same characters. Some of them are not the same characters. David Desmalchian, he's an actor, went to DePaul uh, Theater School. He was in The Dark Knight. He's in this one, which I just found out by watching this commercial. Moving ahead here. We would uh, be out in the sun, read our books a little bit, have some pool time. Water aerobics were at 12.15. Those were always fun until you got to like the third. Well, they were still fun. But by the third day, you realize that she does the lady, you know, part of the entertainment team who, who leads it on the pool deck. She actually does the exact same thing, like down to the very like granular move for like half an hour every single time. So it was still fun. But it was like, okay, I know what's coming next. Yada, yada, yada. We would uh, go get some lunch. There was a, this, like, the only kind of restaurant, it wasn't even a restaurant, it was just like a stand that was not part of the kind of, like, main resort complex. There was this jerk chicken stand between the pools and the ocean. 
And it was the only only restaurant there where the you know it felt like fresh, um, which was just very refreshing, if you will. So we would get some jerk chicken, load up on the BBQ mustard, all that great stuff. Pretty messy eating it with your hands, whatever. Hang out a little bit more in the pool. Bingo every night at five fifteen. We played what five times, something like that. Never won. And in fact, like our second or third night there, we were like two out of six people playing and there are three different ways to win and we still never won, which was really disappointing. Rachel did win one prize. She was really proud of it. She, uh, there was a little trivia, like a Ryu branded trivia uh, before one of the shows at night and we played on our phones and Rachel won a little painting, uh, like a canvas painting which is actually sitting right next to me at the kitchen table because i had to pack it in my stuff due to lack of space and i still have it but we would uh do our bingo we would well we would lose at bingo and then we'd go back up to the room shower up put on a shirt go get some uh very underwhelming supper and then we would uh go walk around a little bit. There was always not like a long period of time, but there's always a small period of time. You know, you finish eating dinner at like 8, 8.30, and the show doesn't start till 9.30. And so we'd kind of just like walk around, do whatever, go see the show. One time there was a magic act. Another one, it was Dances of the World. Then there was uh, a burlesque show, which we didn't end up actually going to. But uh, probably another show or two as well that I'm missing, forgetting about, whatever. And that was pretty much what we did. And uh, to just cap off the time, I had uh, one of, if not the worst days of my life. So we were flying out. Our our shuttle was leaving the resort Sunday morning at uh, 1020 local time. Our flight was at like 115, 130, I don't remember. So I wake up in the middle of the night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, 12.30 a.m., shortly after midnight. And again, if you want to read the whole story, uh, go to beantownpodcast.com slash blog. You can check it out. And, uh, you know, a a slight, I'm not going to get into the details here because I really let it all hang out in that blog post. But a slight, you know, vomit, diarrhea warning, whatever. Basically... I got really bad food poisoning, worst I've ever had. I I'm, I think I've had it maybe four times in my life, something like that. I can distinctly recall three times, excuse me now, and I'm pretty sure there was another time that I'm, I think I had it once in Baltimore, but it, it, it didn't leave as much of a lasting impression on me. So essentially, I vomited six times throughout the night, like, separate distinct sessions i had diarrhea from saturday night until about tuesday afternoon was when it finally uh seized uh really bad fever and chills that night really bad fever and chills on the plane still had really bad fever and chills as i was like after i got home sleeping sunday night into monday morning um and obviously i had to get we had to get from our resort in Punta Cana to the north side of Chicago on Sunday. Uh, I'm not going to tell the full story, but 
I just want to say Rachel is the true MVP. She's a champ. She grabbed life by the lips and just yanked on Sunday. Got us through the airport, customs, checking our bag, security, you know, boarding the plane, all that fun stuff. There was so much that happened. Uh, if you want to know all of it, just read the blog post. It's good stuff. But we made it. I took a sick day on Monday because I really just, like, was still not feeling good. Um, but uh, it's it's Saturday now. We are uh, – I'm six days removed, and I feel pretty much completely normal, good to go. Uh, we went out last night and had some alert shots, so that's how you know you are uh, medically cleared to play, if you will. So it was really nice to get away, have a vacation. That was my first time off this year. Uh, it was a really rough ending. Like, even in, even in hindsight, I, I feel fully recovered now. Um, I can laugh about it now. I I feel fairly confident, and there's you know recency bias, obviously, but I feel fairly confident saying it was the worst, if not like top two or three, worst days of my life just obviously the illness obviously traveling when you're ill but also the body aches I had I could barely stand I was in so much pain and I felt so silly because we're like standing at various points you know at at both the Punta Cana airport and and O'Hare for whatever customs check-in security doesn't matter and I would just be standing there like I I felt that I could barely keep myself upright. I was like keeling over, hands on knees, like, oh, let me casually run to the bathroom and empty the contents of my stomach, which were emptied about 10 times previously in both directions, but let me empty again. Uh, it It was really rough. I I've never, like, experienced so much physical body pain slash delirium just really really awful so i would definitely take a vacation like that again and i don't think i'd do anything differently because it's not like i ate anything you know that caused it that was like oh probably shouldn't do that you know i don't know what i ate that gave it to me we still don't know We'll never know for sure because I didn't eat anything where I was like, hmm, this doesn't taste quite right. It was just like another normal night of very mediocre food. But, yeah, anyways. Yeah, if you want to read my full review, if you're looking to go to Punta Cana, you're looking for a resort, I probably wouldn't recommend this one. Um, It wasn't like I had a horrible, awful time or anything like that, but I am sure there are just so many better options, right? It's a resort town. Like, you expect that it's going to be really, you know, uh, just a high-quality experience. And I wouldn't describe it as a high-quality experience. We had fun. We had a great time. But it wasn't like a, you know, five-star high-quality experience. Uh, if you want to read the, the full review, go check it out, TripAdvisor, Ryu Republica, Punta Cana. And check out the Beantown blog, www.beantownpodcast.com slash blog. You can also email us. In fact, we got a – oh, I'm glad I remembered this because I'm going to get into our ads here. Um, but I have one email that's been sitting in my inbox for a really long time um, that I've mentioned or I've, I have intended to bring up like the last 
two times, um, you know, on this podcast, but I keep forgetting because it's just like sitting in my mail inbox, my email inbox. We also got a we got a website comment, <laughs> which I think was spurred by our our last. Uh, I think we mentioned something about that <laughs> on the previous uh, episode here. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get through my phone, uh, to find that. Cause I want to read it for you all. I think it was from my brother, uh, Walt furnace. Let me see if I can pull that up for you here. Yahoo. Yeah, there it is. Let me, I'll, I'll read it first to see if it's live air appropriate. Cause I read it when he sent it, you know, this past week. Um, Oh, here we go. Yeah, I think, oh, yeah, this is this is good stuff. Okay, here's the comment, and then I will follow it up with my comment to that comment, okay? Sort of a double jeopardy situation. The comment says, after listening to last week's Caribbean extravaganza, thank you for listening, by the way, I think that you should consider Lesser Antilles as a future best horse name, and I got to tell you, he's, he's got a point. Uh, as a, uh, let's see, also Mr. Rock Chris, that guy is legendary. I should I should send that guy an email. Ooh, Chechia just scored. Two to one. Oh, boy. Ooh, baby. Things are heating up. I don't know where they're playing, but things are heating up in Prague. It's It's, it's not in Prague. I don't know. It's probably somewhere like somewhere cool like marseille is it just marseille or do you got to add a little at the end because they're french um continuing finishing this comment here this is the point where we're starting to get to meta levels on the podcast which i agree with that's the kind of legendarium you want to be working toward peace thank you for that comment i i really appreciate it um yeah things are getting a little a, a little meta and actually this is uh, just a greater point that i kind of think about here and there, we've been, this is our, the fourth year of our show, and we're halfway through year four, which is hard to believe, you know, give it another couple months here, not only will we hit, you know, episode 200, which is a lot of episodes, but we're, we're, we're starting to knock on the door of the fifth year of the Bean Tom podcast, and it's one thing, you know, you do five years of anything it's a lot but this is this is something that every single week and i know lately there's been you know pre-recording and and you know all that fun stuff but like every single week of my life going into a fifth consecutive year we're doing it and so you're like wow that's a really long time right and it's like yeah absolutely it is especially as podcasts go um there aren't a ton of podcasts out there uh i mean there's there's a million podcasts but as far as I know, there's not like this huge number of podcasts that are, you know, ha- have continued on without a break in the action for this long. And my point here is, yeah, there are some some aspects and some times where I want to go meta. But I also am am just cautious because I feel that if I get a little bit too like, and this is just speaking very generally, but if I get a little too meta too early or so soon, then I feel like I'm setting up the show for an ending, if that makes sense. And yeah, at some point in time in the next hundred years, this show is going to end for one reason or another. 
but I, I am not in a anywhere in a close mental headspace right now where I'm thinking like, yeah, well, it might be might be time to start walking away, wrap things up. I don't know when that will be, but it, I don't plan it anytime soon. Okay, so that's my point. But thank you again for the comment. I do really appreciate it. The other thing I wanted to mention will come after we read our ads here. And it's a pretty funny email. <laughs> it's uh, kind of automated, but also just, in my opinion, hilarious. And I haven't read it in like three weeks. So I'm just internally fingers crossed that it's as funny a topic uh, or a concept as when I read it the first time. Uh, we're going to read our ads here and then uh, talk about that email we received um, which is going to continue this international theme. And then, I don't know, maybe there's maybe there's something else we can talk about. I definitely, you know, in the last 12 days since I recorded last, there have been a lot of things I've thought of where it's like, oh, I should mention this on the podcast. And unfortunately, I didn't write them down. So we'll see if uh, anything pops up while we're reading these ads. Let's go quick here. Uh, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating, cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, folks, you got to call Steve. He's my dad. His number is 541-410-0316, or you can go to homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316, or visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. A quick shout out to the Samson Q2U series. It's got crisp, clear audio quality, and I still haven't unboxed the uh, second Samson I bought yet. Second Samson sounds like a Bean Tom podcast spinoff or something dedicated specifically to guest interviews. I, if anyone wants to, you know, take that on. Enjoying the Beantown Podcast multimedia conglomerate. I'm also referring, I ever since last night, I was sharing the Beantown Podcast with a potential new listener. Uh, hashtag Lauren. If you're out there listening, my uh, girlfriend's sister's friend. Uh, welcome to the show. It's Quinn from last night. Remember? Um, I, I have decided, I've made the conscious decision to refer to Beantown Podcast and its subsidiaries and other entertainment uh, projects as a multimedia conglomerate. Partially because there's a blog and our Cuts by Q page and the podcast and myself, which is its own kind of thing, and also or partially because conglomerate is really fun to say. But all that is uh, just to say when God speaks, he uses a Samson. Finally, our uh, good friends Cuts by Q. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop uh, independently. Wait, what? I missed it. Oh, we're back. Barbershop operations. 
That'll get you. Serving Chicago, Cook County, Northeast Indiana, and the greater Chicago land area. From beehives to bangs, fohawks to flat tops, and everything in between. You got to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email Cuts by Q at yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. There's some hooligans outside my window moving a grill. And they're really... Remember when uh, Tom Jones is singing in Emperor's New Groove? And uh, David Spade gets knocked off his groove. It's kind of how I feel. Is this whole episode ruined? Are we going to have to start over? 40 minutes wasted? Maybe. TBD. If you're listening to this, that means I toughed it out. I have dealt with the haters all my life. But again today, I'm trying to have a nice, relaxing nationalist weekend and just disrespectful. These are the same guys who turn away from the flag during the national anthem and they kneel and they and other things. Uh, let's just sing it here. Oh, when you need a fresh do something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right, welcome to the last few minutes of our salute to nationalism here on the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, July 3rd, 2021. I remembered something else I wanted to mention on the podcast today because it's one of those... Actually, okay, we got three things here. We got the email. We've got a little uh, national uh, security crisis. And then we've got a less national, but still a not... Well, it's not security either. And it's not really a crisis. But a really weird thing that happened last night that is frustrating and don't have an explanation for. So, and hopefully I remember all three of those things. Um, here's the email, first and foremost. I mentioned it was international related. So I get this on June 15th, 2021, three weeks ago. It's just from someone named Carlos. And he's part of, or he he's representing some, like, podcast website, you know. Something along the lines of Stitcher, CastBox, Player FM, one of, one of those, you know, types of things. And here's the subject line. Beantown Podcast is ranking very well in Pakistan. You heard that right. And it's a pretty short email. We'll just read it here. Hello, how's it going? So Carlos, very, he's a very personal guy, uh, informal. Hope all is well. Well, you too, Carlos. Uh, can I call you Chuck? I have some cool information that might interest you. Okay, I'm listening. Your podcast, Beantown Podcast, and I think the information I'm about to share with you, uh, this is Quinn talking, we're going to have to incorporate into uh you know, becoming one of our new slogans. Maybe we'll put it on a hat or some buttons next year's T-shirt idea. We'll see. Your podcast, Beantown Podcast, has good performance in Apple Podcast rankings. Last 30 days, get ready for this, ladies. Position 104 in the category comedy in the country of Pakistan. This data is provided by podstatus.com. Happy podcasting, Carlos. I got to tell you, 104, I know it's a specific category, comedy, 
But, hey, we're in the top 104 of comedy podcasts in an entire country. And here's the thing. It's not some crazy small country like St. Kitts and Nevis or North Korea. It's Pakistan. If, if you never heard of Pakistan, it's in Asia. And I'm about to blow your mind. You know how many people live in Pakistan? 217 million. So you figure if every, let's just assume every single person in Pakistan listens to comedy podcasts. And if I'm 104th, you figure that's good for at least a million. Okay? I did some, a lot of complicated algorithmic logs. I used a natural log. You wouldn't understand how I got that number, but it's, it's funny. It's not a million. But I did, uh, this last episode, we, uh, we published our Caribbean extravaganza. I didn't do, like, any marketing or advertising of any kind. And uh, it had, like, 500 plays, which lately we've been living in, like, the 50-play range. So I don't know. Uh, it did really well. Um, I was... Um, that that's Pakistan for you. So we'll continue to monitor that. I stumbled upon, I think because I'd been doing some searching for stuff related to the Dominican Republic lately for obvious reasons, I stumbled upon this story from the Miami Herald. And this is less uh, comedy. So for the you know Pakistan folks, just you know, hold on for a sec. It's I wouldn't mention it unless it was important to me. But it's a story that hasn't, as far as I can tell, got any sort of national headlines or attention. But this was a story from two days ago in the Miami Herald. Uh, If you want to read the full thing, just Google Miami Herald. um, I think uh, Miami Herald Dominican Republic Nalus Brothers, N-A-L-U-S. I'll just give you a brief rundown here because I'm getting lower on battery, and I want to mention uh, dinner last night, which was so bizarre. Uh, Trip to the Dominican Republic turns into a vacation from hell. Quote, we've lost everything. So I'll just I'll read the first couple bars here. Um, it was supposed to be an eight-day getaway, a chance for three South Florida brothers to reconnect fa- with family living in the DR amid coronavirus lockdowns and quarantine. But four days in, the trip in late July 2020 turned into the year-long vacation from hell. So they went there in July last year, and they're still there. Now the three brothers hope that a hearing on July 5th may finally lead to their ticket back home. So that's on Monday. The Nallis brothers, three Haitian emigres who live in Delray Beach, Florida, have lost jobs and maybe even a college scholarship. Florida driver's licenses have been suspended and cars repossessed. Even worse, the U.S. immigration status of two of the brothers hangs in the balance after all were arrested last August and detained in the Dominican Republic with scant support from the U.S. government. There seems to have been little official public push to help the South Florida brothers, despite the fact that one is a U.S. citizen. The other two brothers are permanent residents of the U.S. Still, their case may be a test of there's some, you know, legal stuff going on in there. Yada, yada, yada. The Nallis brothers allege they were set up with a four-pound package of marijuana planted in their white Hyundai Tucson rental car. Dominican prosecutors have not moved on their case, and they've been stuck in limbo. Um, Basically... 
one of the brother, the youngest brothers, was supposed to go to Auburn on a soccer scholarship, so he's lost that. Um, and uh, ba- essentially, if you want to read the full story there, I, I told you how you can find it. You can just Google Nallis Brothers. And whether or not they were actually you know, driving around with their marijuana, whatever, but the fact that they've been like detained there they're not uh you know in jail or anything but they're not allowed to leave the country it's kind of like that tom hanks movie the terminal um it's just really uh and they're really just not getting any like u.s government secretary of state help or anything uh it's really frustrating and upsetting so i'd encourage you to go read that story for yourself um and i'll I'll be checking in uh, on july 5th to see how that hearing goes. So, anyways, a lot of uh, government inaction from both the U.S. and the Dominican Republic. The last thing I wanted to mention, so we, we went to dinner last night. There were four of us, myself, Rachel, Rachel's sister, Amanda, happy birthday, and Amanda's friend, Lauren, who already got a shout-out on the podcast. So Amanda and her friend get there before us. We were taking the bus. It's downtown. We come in from Lincoln Park, and we get there, and I don't like to name names on the podcast, but this place is called Etta, E-T-T-A, like estimated time of arrival. But there was a stutter, so it's E-T-T-A. And we get there, and we sit down, four-person table. It's a really, like, bougie, nice restaurant, whatever. And there's this strange kind of, like, pot, or like a like a, almost looks like marijuana paraphernalia, like a, a clear glass thing filled with a liquid. And they're like, oh, what's this? And, and they were like, oh, it was, you know, just like at the table when we got here, they said someone ordered it for us. I was like, oh, cool, whatever. It's filled with tequila. There's also a Polaroid on the table. And we're like, this is really bizarre. Like someone must have called because they knew it was Amanda's birthday. They bought this for us. Okay, cool, whatever. And... At first, we didn't even realize, like, we didn't even connect the dots. But eventually, we saw in the menu in the back, like, that's a thing for, like, 50 bucks. It's, like, a bottle of white wine in this weird clear glass thing. And then a Polaroid camera with 10 pictures. So you, you know, drink your wine, take your pictures. It's 50 bucks. It's expensive. But it's, like, a cool thing. So we're like, oh, cool. Someone got this for us. Awesome. And we didn't think twice about it. We have our meal. It's a nice place, but it's really expensive. Like, I mean, I, I'm just not really like a small plates, super fine dining person in general. I don't think that like my level of like happiness with the food or the atmosphere or whatever is not proportionate to the just huge amount of money you pay, but whatever. Okay. We do it. Birthday celebration. I was happy to be there and have a good time, whatever. At the end, they bring us, uh, because when the reservation was made, I think it was online, and you can, you can, they'll ask you, like, I think this is through, like, Resi or Talk or Open Table or something, like, is it an occasion? You can put in, like, birthday or engagement or, you know, business meal or something like that. So if you put in birthday, apparently this place gives you, uh, you know, a tequila shot. Actually, everyone at the table got one. So they bring out these four tequila shots with this kind of like sugar cookie macaroon, which was nice. And they comped that, which like you would expect, right? Because we didn't ask for it. It's not like we ordered that. Here's, and you probably see where this is going now that I just mentioned that that was comped. 
They bring out the bill. And again, this weird pot of white wine was not comped. No one at this table ordered it. And we were just like, what the hell? Like, we just assumed that someone, you know, either in Amanda and Rachel's family or, you know, someone else, like, knew we were having dinner there, bought it for us, you know, called the restaurant, asked them to bring it to the table, whatever. Because, like, what else could it be? Because they just brought it out without, without us ordering anything. But at that point, we had, you know, drank it. We took our, you know, 10 camera pictures. So we were like, whatever, like, we were going to have to order alcohol anyways. So we weren't, like, we didn't, you know, cause a fuss or anything. But it is just a, a giant mystery. What on earth, who, why did this end up at our table? So if you got any leads, listeners, email us, beantownpodcast.com. Again, that's beantown, beanpodcast at yahoo.com. I think I said beantownpodcast.com earlier. Beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Okay, easiest way to get in touch with us. And if you have any updates about how we're doing in Pakistan, let us know too. But yeah, it was it was really weird. I don't know. Like, I have no explanation. It is a mystery of the universe. And that's what I got for you. I know we labeled this as our salute to nationalism show. And the show had nothing to do with that, which is perfectly fine because... I was looking to just kind of chat and feel goofy today. But everyone, I, I, I hope you enjoyed what I had to share. Uh, thanks for listening to my average piano playing. I hadn't played the Washington Post March since last year. I did a little like Instagram Live where I played uh, that and America the Beautiful and Stars and Stripes Forever. And uh, yeah, I think it turned out okay. I'm haven't tried in 364 days but it happened i hope everyone has a safe sexy and uh, fun holiday weekend here if you're gonna play with fireworks and stuff make sure you get in on camera just in case any of your hijinks result in the loss of fingers could go viral and uh, enjoy the uh, paid holiday on monday that's what i got for you long episode not going to apologize. I am who I am. Let's get our music going. We'll have our traditional outro music. And uh, that's it from uh, Lincoln Park, Chicago. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay sane. My name is Quint Furness, and this is my show. And I'll check in on you next time. Bye. Bye.